Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Podcast, where we talk all things WTA and handicap the WTA. I'm joined, as always, late on this evening by my buddy, all the way from the other side of the country. How's it going, Spread? Oh, man, put in a long work today. Usually don't work Sundays, but I didn't get to work as much as usual, but I got back in time for us to record, and it's definitely a good evening for you, and it might be a good morning by the time this pod ends. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Unfortunately, no Jorge today. He um, started another contract work um, doing some political stuff there in Canada, so I know he's out there, uh, hopefully not knocking on doors this late at night, but uh, he had a very busy day. Um, let's jump into the week that was. We had two tournaments. We'll start with the event in Lusane. Um, you know, look at the final here. Fiona Farrow beat Alizé Cornet in a final of French women, which was pretty interesting. Um, what did you think of the Lusane event? Um, you know, when you look at your bracket spread, did you have Farrow or even Cornet in the uh, final? Remember, I talked about Cornet last week, and she turned back the clock to to last year and won three matches in a row. Um, so I thought that was kind of fun to see her come back. Um, other than that, Farrow is a very good clay player. So it'll be interesting to see if she does anything on hard courts this year. But great showing from her this week as well. Yeah, I know last week we talked about, um, you know, kind of our trepidation in terms of the week and what level of tennis to su- suspect. But this tournament actually put out some pretty good matches. You had Teichman course batch was a good match. Cornet course batch was a good match. Um you know, the final, Cornet Farrow was pretty good. Farrow beaten Para was pretty impressive. So actually some good tennis in Lusane. Anything else to say before we jump into Bucharest? Yeah, let's talk about Corpatch real quick. How do you rate her? Because I think I need to move her up in my rankings. I was kind of ranking her as a ITF, you know, high-level ITF, really low-level WTA. And she looks like she could be here on the WTA. Or is that just her taking advantage of a weak field? It's a little bit of both, but let me just pull up something real quick just to double check. Her clay numbers are actually pretty solid. She's got a hold break well over 100, I believe. Um, pulling that up right now. Yeah, if I take a look, her hold percentage is about 59. Her break percentage is you know, about 42%, so a little less. So right around 100 when you put the two together. Not fantastic, but solid. Um, you know, when I re- look at her, I rate her as kind of an above-average clay player. All right. Well, I don't really expect much from her on this little hardcore swing that we're about to head into but i think we need to keep her in mind uh, next year when the clay starts up and she might actually stay over in europe and play some of these lower level clay events too so if that's the case we might be able to still extract some value from her but uh, i thought she was kind of the surprise of the tournament as far as just being able to prove that she was at this level we talked about this week being you know opportunity for some of these lower level players to make a name and grab some wta points and she did that I was surprised to see her come back against Teichman, loses the first set 3-6, and then um, only loses one game in the next two sets. Yeah, so was Teichman hurt? Did you see that one? Because I missed it. You know, I didn't get a chance to go back and, and re-watch. I don't think she was hurt. Um, she tends to, wow. I think, with, withdraw or check out if she is hurt. So I think she just kind of got, got whooped, um, which is pretty surprising. Yeah, that's really surprising. Well, that was my outright in Lusane, but... Had much better luck in Bucharest for my outright Rybakina. Um, I think I gave her out a 20 to 1. There was some 22s, I think even 25s to 1 out there. Beat um, someone by the name, I'm looking here, uh, Patricia Maria Tig. Do you have any idea who that is? Oh, yeah, Tig. She's a uh, clay court specialist for sure. Uh, made some money just betting her in these smaller clay events. And, sh- and when she does do ITF, she does pretty well. So, um,. Wasn't necessarily that surprised to see her, 
do well. I was hoping that we'd have a net worth outright final um, with Siegmund. Um, and I thought that Siegmund played really well up until the, when she met Teague. And then I thought that she just fell apart. You know, I, did, I mean, obviously Teague won the match and go ahead and give her credit. But um, that was not the same Laura Siegmund that played for the first three matches. So I wonder if that was a conditioning issue or what. Because I was really surprised that she came out so flat against Teague. But uh, credit to Teague for the win. I was too really really surprised. Siegmund has been a tough player. Usually, Clay has some of her best surfaces, but I think she did play some tough matches. Her first match against Kalina, now she had to go three sets to win. Ara Barena is no slouch on Clay. That took her two long sets. Begu very good on the dirt. She beat her, and right. then, you know got to take. Maybe she was pretty tired, but um, Rybakina just incredibly impressive. Looking back at her week, doesn't even drop a set on her way to the title here. Um, beats Kuzma in the she, first round. She fourless. dropped a bagel to win the title, right? Second set was a bagel. Yep, six two six zero. Absolutely incredible for her. So I know a few of us were on her. Um, you know, like you mentioned, we're coming towards the end of the clay season. I don't know that I'll be on her a lot come hardcore season, but um, definitely a name I'm going to be keeping in track of uh, coming in the future. The young Russian here um, when we play on the dirt. Did you get a chance to watch any of her matches? What do you see in her game that you like? Uh, yes, I did. She's very consistent. She has really good movement, but like you said, I think that she slides well and uses the clay well with uh, moving some topspin on her ground strokes, so I'm going to be curious to see how that translates to the hard court. I could see um, some of these flatter hitters taking advantage of her, um, especially on the real quick court. I think Cincinnati's real quick, if I remember correctly. Um, but she might be able to do it. I mean, she's definitely got the athleticism. She looked pretty quick out there, and um, you know, she definitely did a nice job of, like, switching gears and switching between offense and defense between the points. And uh, that's definitely a skill that could translate to the hard court. So, um, while I wouldn't necessarily say I, you know, expect her to do really well, I would not be surprised if she did really well. Yeah, we'll see. It's definitely a name to keep track of looking around here. Kuzmova only won two matches, which is kind of surprising, but it is the dirt, so maybe we'll get her her numbers down and, and some depressed pricing on her by the so we get to hard court and we have a chance to bet her. Um, yeah, Begu, I think she's going to look like a different player on the quicker courts. Yeah, it was interesting to see her as a two seed here and, and have some value betting against her. Um, yeah. I think I bet against her with foilless against the spread, and that was, I think, a push, but then Rybakina took her down. Um, Begu looks solid this week. She'll be another name maybe to keep track of this week as we get into some of the clay fields. Um, any other thoughts on Bucharest before we jump into the week week ahead of us? Nope. Just congratulations on your outright winner. That's a uh, great great look for us here at the Networth Pod. It's always good when you can hit a twenty to one. That makes up for all those bad British Open bets. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> oh, I got killed on British Open, but I don't know what I'm doing. No, that's dangerous. I was just tailing, was just tailing the group, and uh, that's right. The group didn't do very well. No, no, we'll have to give JD some crap about that. But yeah. overall, it's been a good season for those guys. Yeah, right. definitely. Let's jump into the uh, tournament in Italy. We've got an event in Palermo. Number one seed, Kiki Burton's down at the bottom. The aforementioned Alizé Cornet coming off her finals appearance. Um, you know, we've got smaller events this week, so we'll just go top half and bottom half. You know, like I mentioned, top half, got Kiki Burton's in here, Krunich, Begu, um, Siegmund again, Kuzmova. I see Roos down here. We'll have a match of uh, Italians, see if Sarah Arani can still serve overhand. Um, and then Bedosa, Gibert, <laughs> and, uh, and Parmentier. So what does the top half of your bracket look like? Who do you think comes out? Are you expecting Kiki Burton's to play her best this week, or you got somebody else? 
I mean, would you be that surprised to see uh, Parmiente take some take some matches here? Uh, I kind of just, you know, Kiki Burton's is such a heavy favorite. I didn't, definitely didn't want to hit her at plus 130. I mean, that's unbelievable. So I did go for a, a little uh, underdog action here. Uh, with Parmiente being uh, 66 to 1. Um, but, boy, this is uh, this is definitely Kiki Burton's uh, top half to lose, isn't it? It is, and it was interesting you took Parmentier because I was looking at the same match there, but the other player. I actually like Bedosa. Oh, okay. I, th- I think Bedosa comes out of that first round match, and, you know, kind of like I think you were working your way around to, that's absolutely one of the easiest sections of the draw. You get through that first match, then you look at the winner of Irani, Di Giuseppe, that's no problem. You know, maybe Roos, maybe Kuzmova gets two wins, but, you know, Bedosa or even Parmentier, frankly, at that point should have an advantage based on the surface. Um, I like Bedosa at 28-1. I think I'm going to sprinkle maybe a quarter of a unit on that because, you know, Burton's hasn't played a ton of great tennis lately, but I, I wonder if... You know, she's going to come out and take her chance to make kind of one last run here on clay. It's interesting. She hasn't played the event since 2012, but she is looking here. I see her 11 to 8 is um, the fractional number here. Let me just um, divide that real quick so we have an actual number here. Yeah, plus 137, which is just insane to me. You know, woman should ever be plus 137 to win any tournament, in my opinion. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, this steal from our uh, our friend over the ball boys, Kelly, when he couldn't believe that Isner um, was favored. That's what I think Isner should have been in Newport this week. No way Kiki Burton should be at this. Um, you know, she should be at least plus 300, plus 400. That's, I think they just didn't want to take any liability on that at all, so they just threw up a ridiculous number, and they said if we lose to that, we lose to that, so be it. But, you know... Um, so what do you think of Burton's draw? I was actually looking at this. It seems kind of tough. You know, her first round match, um, you know, I don't really know anything about Gorgadza. I think that should be fairly easy. But probably looking at Krunich in the second round, which is, you know, no walk over on the dirt. And then probably the winner of Begu Siegman there in the third round. So right. his first couple matches are actually tough. Again, I, I can't justify her being such a big favorite. So I think there is some value here. And I think you start in the bottom of the top half, you know, that second quarter, if you will, and then pick a name you like. I'm going to go with Bedosa, though. Would you get right. Parmentier at? Yeah, I'm going. I'm 66 to one. Yeah, I can't hit on that for sure. All right, down in the bottom half, another good chunk of names here. It's actually a pretty solid tournament, you know, even though it's a smaller event. Um, Tormo pretty good on clay for as much crap as I give her on hard courts. Farrow coming off the title. Wonder how she'll look. Lautner's had a nice season on dirt. Aura Barena, uh, Tamara is a Dancic. Unfortunately, Jorge isn't here to pick her outright, but I think I might do it for him. Um, Teichman again has a, a really great season on dirt, um, you know, and uh, Cornet again. We're curious to see. So we've got the two finalists um, from last week. We've got Cornet as well as Farrow here in this bottom half. We'll start with them. What do you th- expect from them in the next week? Do you think they'll come out and play some really good tennis, or is, should we expect fatigue? You know, maybe a match or two in here. I'm thinking fatigue. I mean, these these matches have been a grind and. Um you know, not to mention the travel, so I, I would not uh, be too eager to back either of those women. I think this bottom half is actually a little tougher. Um, you know, I think it's a tougher draw, so I don't know. I didn't actually pick an outright out of here, but if I were going to, I don't know. Who did you like out of the bottom half? I like Zidancic. Um I would did look you? at some Are numbers here. Are we going here. back even without Jorge here? We're... Uh, 
Yeah, she's twenty to one. Twenty to one, I think, at a couple places. I'm seeing sixteen to one at yeah, bet three six five. Twenty to one at, at five dimes, and I'm looking at her number here at um, Bovada. Let me see. Yeah, twenty five to one at Bovada. Um, that's a spectacular number. I I, I look yeah. at her draw, and you know, again, her toughest match. And I always hate doing this for some reason, but it seems every week I pick an outright where their toughest match is the first one. She's got Ara Barena, who's you know solid on the clay. Then she's got a qualifier, no problem there. Then she's probably got Tormo, maybe an exhausted Pharaoh at that point, no problem there. And then you look at the bottom half, either she's looking at, again, an exhausted Cornet or Teichman, who I believe she's already beat on clay once this year. So, you know, 20 to 1, 25 to 1, that, that's, those are all really good numbers for me. What do you think of her path? Does she have a chance? I mean, like I said, it's not the easiest path. That's a tough first-round match, and um, those qualifiers, you never know who you're going to get. Um and if Tormo is able to beat Pharaoh and, you know, advance, I mean, she's going to be playing well. I don't necessarily like Zidanezic's path, but I definitely think that the number is uh, is generous. What do you think of Vickley and Seva's chances here? I kind of like her out in the bottom quarter. You know, I don't I don't like her on clay. I'm going to pull up, you know, what her numbers look like right uh, now. We talked but... about them last week, and they weren't good. I think they were low 90s, if you remember, if I remember right. Yeah, exactly. It's this is not her surface. She's a really so, solid player. I, I like to bet on her on hards, but why is she only twenty to one? I mean, she's bet she's got better odds than Krunik, Badosa. I mean, I guess these aren't that players, but I would think that like Teichman, Parmiente, Farrow would all have higher odds than than Vickley and Seva. I was just wondering what they're seeing that we're not seeing. To put yeah, I, her I struggle with that as, as well. Favorite. I'm looking. So she's the fourth favorite where you are. That's interesting. I'm looking here. You know, well, I've she's got, tied with Siegmund, and let me pull back up. She's uh, got the same odds as Pharaoh at, at bet three sixty five. I've got is, that pulled up. Oh, okay. So Pharaoh's just really low here. So they're at, uh, they got sixty six to one up for Pharaoh on wow. five dimes as well. So they're they're definitely adjusting for fatigue on five dimes. Yeah, guys, you know, perfect example here. We've thrown out a couple numbers that were, that were wildly different. Yeah, be sure that you yeah. shop around. I don't know what they see in, in Vike. She she gets a decent price on, on a lot of these clay events. I mean, she's got a qualifier in the first round. That should be no problem. But then she probably plays Teichman, who has been killer on clay this year. I don't, yeah. you know, if you have an opportunity to bet no on Vika Lianceva to win this tournament, I would do it. I know that it'll be <laughs> minus 8 million thousand or whatever, but yeah. that's worth a sprinkle to me. So I am just as confused, so... Um, congratulations to Vike Leon Save on her incredible week next week uh, because we have no idea why these odds are this way, but uh, that to me is a crazy number. It's crazy that she would be a top four or five favorite. Um, it's beyond explanation for me. I almost, I hate to do it, uh, you know, with the, you know, with the fatigue, but Pharaoh's at 66 to one with Parmiantia. Just unbelievable. I, I, yeah, at sixty-six to one, I, I'm gonna have to pull open my five dimes account for the first time. I think in a little while, and, and take yeah. a look at that. That's worth a sprinkle at sixty-six to one, especially. Yeah. You know, again, I'm looking at bet three six five. She's twenty to one. Let me see what her number is. Yeah, twenty to one at Bovada. So, feel free to grab that number. You have a great number in terms of what the market's offering. Yep, I'm placing that right now. Yeah, I'm grabbing again half. A, I'm gonna go half a unit Bedosa at twenty-eight to one, and half a unit Zidancic at twenty-five to one. And hopefully right. they meet. In the, hopefully they meet in the final. Um, any other thoughts on outrights um, here in Palermo, or uh, you ready to jump into some first round matchups? Uh, let's do some first round matchups. But um, 
Uh, fair warning, I don't really have a lot of opinions on a lot of these matches. Well, don't admit that until we get to them. Come on, buddy. <laughs> you can't start off like that. We're going to lose listenership. Hopefully we're not recording this part. Okay, uh, we'll edit that out. All right, good. Zidancic's the first match I see here. She's a big favorite over Era Barena. Um, I'm not sure if she should be minus 275. That seems a little aggressive, but I think that she's clearly deserving to be the favorite. Are you going to be parlaying Zidancic with anything, or is this a stay away for you? That's a stay away. The number wants you to take Era Barena. It really does. I mean, plus 200 for a solid clay player. I think on I your might... iProb, it's, it's going to... Yeah, you're looking at, again, the, the implied probability there, 33% for error brain. Maybe that is right. Well, well just gosh, a little you low. Could, you, could hedge, you could hedge your little first-round match on your on your outright, put half a unit down or whatever you put down there, and then you're, you've already hedged out uh, at maybe one of her toughest matches until the semifinals. Uh, if you're going to hedge in the first round, don't take the outright. <laughs> All right, jump into the next one. Bedosa minus 150 over Parmentier. It sounds like you like Parmentier in that match. Yeah, I do. I think that she plays well on clay. I think that she can be a solid player at times. And, um, you know, if she gets uh, if she gets hot and plays well, I think that she could win. I think that Bedosa has been a little more um, consistent this year, but... Uh, I don't know. I just think Parmentier at her best can win. I think you're right. I think you know, whatever player is probably playing their best in this match wins. But Parmentier, again, older player on the slow surface. Uh, Bedosa has a much better hold break, about you know eight or nine points higher. Um, we're looking at like 106 for Bedosa versus like 98, 99 for Parmentier on the surface. You know, Parmentier used to play in a little better level of competition, but... I think this is a really good spot for the uh, the younger, better clay player here to take a step forward and make a run at this event. So I'm just going to take the outright. I don't think I'm going to do anything with the individual match here, but uh, definitely not afraid. Yeah, well, one of us will have an outright eliminated after the first round. So uh, Best of luck uh, to me. Yeah. <laughs> Montecone, a small dog against Lautner. That makes sense to me. Lautner minus 175. Might be a good parlay piece, but I'll have to dig into Montecone a little more. Any thoughts here? The only reason I, uh, any other, when she wasn't at home, I would think that you would play Lautner here. But with the uh, the home, the home court advantage, I think that's a stay away. I think that price is about right. Yeah, I agree. Um, Vogele, a small dog here, plus one thirty-seven to Freedsome. Um, that lines up with a lot of the numbers I'm seeing from a whole break perspective. I thought about maybe Vogelli here for a little bit, but I think at plus 137, I'm going to pass. I was hoping maybe for like plus 150 or something in that range. What do you think about this match? Yeah, I liked, I like Friedsome in this match. Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't think that, I didn't think you'd have to lay that much juice, so I'll probably stay off it. I thought See, it'd be, I thought it'd be close to an even match. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I was surprised to see that. I think maybe this price, it's still a little expensive on Freedsome. I'm with you. I like yeah. her, but I'm not sure that she should be minus 188, maybe like no, in the minus no 150, 160 range. Yeah, but still not enough value on Vogeli. That almost reminds me of the Arab Arena match where the number is just screaming to take the underdog. Totally agree. Siegman minus 250 over Paolini. Paolini playing at home. Oh, God, I have no idea what to do with Sigmund. Like you said, her level just dropped like a brick in that last match. Uh, what do you think about her this week, and do you have any interest in laying her as such a big favorite here in this first match? No, but I do think that was a fatigue issue, so I, I do expect her to win this match. 
Um, but I think that we should watch and see if she makes it past Begu, who I assume that she'll play in the second round. Uh, look out for fatigue if she's playing a grinding match. We know that that's been an issue so uh, before. I uh, might try and take advantage of it again. Teichman minus 188 over Gavrilova. It actually seems like a cheap price on Teichman for me. Gavrilova has been really poor this year. What happened Regardless of service. Ah, it's, I've watched a few of her matches. Her serve is incredibly erratic. She doesn't. You know, her body language looks really bad. She's kind yeah. of pouting all over the court. You know, her and Siegmund again have had just a really, really rough years. But you know, Siegmund usually you see her play well on clay, and, and you can kind of explain some of her struggles well, on hard and grass. And also, but. Siegmund makes sense because she's coming off an injury. It was a rough injury. She had a lot of rehab. Gavrilova has just fallen off out of. Oh boy, it's yeah. pretty disappointing. But I, I like Teichman here. I'd like to see a fight. You know, this this should be a really good match. I'm looking at Gavrilova's here. Uh, year she's only won two matches in a row at the same event. I'm looking she won two in Strasbourg, two in Indian Wells, and that's it. Everything else is either first round exit or, or just one win, and then a second round exit. Really yeah, depressing really year bad. for for someone who was a solid player the last couple of years. So um, probably staying away from this, but you know, Teichman or pass for me. Yeah, you know, I, I actually didn't name my I was naming my kitten after Kostadkina, but it looks like uh, Gavrilova caught the kitten curse too. There, That's too she did. All Dasha's. Anybody named yeah. Daria is just <laughs> is in trouble. That's it. Kiki Burton's a huge favorite, minus twenty five hundred over Gorgods. Sure, anything to say about that? I mean, <laughs> Martina Trevisan, the uh, local Italian. Then this is this will be interesting. This will probably be me just playing home court edge, but. I like her at plus 250 against Cornet here. I'm curious to see what Cornet looks like coming off a long week. I do wish Trevisan's numbers were a little better on clay. Her whole break's only about 100. We see Cornet's at 107. But what do you think? Any interest in taking the dog in front of the home crowd? Uh, I thought Cornet played really well this week. I think that she can be a top 30 player. You know, when she plays her best, and she seems to be getting back to that form. Obviously, like most of the players in the WTA, consistency has been an issue for her. Um, so I'm not going to get on either side, but I won't be surprised to see her role uh, in spite of the uh, the disadvantage she's going to have with the crowd. And she doesn't play till Tuesday. She'll still have a little time to get herself together and get over there. Yeah. Um, should be a short trip from Lusanne. I'm not too worried about that. Next match, we've got two Italians here. Sarah Arani playing uh, Martina DiGiuseppe. DiGiuseppe is a small favorite here, and I, I would love to take the favorite. You know, last time we saw Arani in a real WTA event, she was struggling to serve literally overhand, um, was serving underhand not to be cool like Nick Kyrgios, but simply because she could not serve overhand. Um, not sure if that was an injury or something mental, but anything to say about the uh, match of the two Italian women? Uh, I like D. D Giuseppe here. I think she's been playing well. She's riding a wave of emotion, uh, making the semifinals of that uh, tournament last week, uh, which allowed her to get into a special exemption here. And she's playing the best tennis of her life, and she's playing, a, like you said, a player that's struggling to serve. And what did you say the number was? Let me just double check. I would play it up to, like, minus 200. Wow, she's minus 138. So you love her at, at minus yeah, 138. That's, like, though. my favorite first-round bet of this of this tournament. Interesting. I, I think I like that too. So maybe we can find a parlay piece or something for her. But um, yeah, tough to to bet on Arani at all. And uh, this looks like a really cheap price. I'm with you on that. 
The last match I have odds here for Tormo, Sarah, Sor- Sarah Soraviz Tormo, if you will, playing Fiona Farrow. Um, Fiero, a sm- Fiero, a small dog here. You know, the match is pretty close. I'm looking at bet 365. They have a ton of juice, minus 125 and minus 110 each way. So for a lot of books, my guess is that's probably a minus 120, minus 105, minus even maybe plus 100 situation for Pharaoh. But what do you think about the short price on Pharaoh coming off her, her first title, I believe? I think that... If you play, you got to play Tormo. Pharaoh might not even play. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I think this is a, a chance to grab Tormo and maybe hope that Pharaoh retires, or if you like Pharaoh, grab her. And, and I don't think she'll retire. I, I think know. she might not show up. I That's I mean, withdraw or, or looking whatever. Looking at it, and then Tormo might have a really easy path to the uh, to the third round here, which on this tournament is the quarterfinals. Yeah, I was looking at her number a little bit too. I just she's gonna have to run into Lautner and probably Zdancic. And even then, Cornet and then Teichman. So, all right. Do you think the Tormo would have problems with Lautner if they met? Yeah, I do. I think I take. I think I take Lautner in that match. Okay. Then I'm not going to bother Tormo outright. I was just thinking if Farrell withdraws, she might get a couple easy wins and be sitting pretty going in the quarters. But uh, we'll stay away from that. Um, If I did have to bet it, I would take Farrell just off the current. um, You know, she's playing really well right now, and I don't know if the fatigue would necessarily hit her right away. Um, like I said, the outright, if it was priced right at 20 to 1, I wouldn't even consider it. But that 66 to 1 was just too juicy. Yeah, I love that 66 to 1. All right, any other thoughts on our tournament in Italy this week? Or are you ready to jump into the Latvian event? Yeah, let's go. Debut for the uh, Latvians. Looking forward to it. That's right. And we're playing in Germala this week. A handful of Latvians in here. Seva Stova's yeah. playing. Uh, Markin Kavika, I don't know who that is. She's got a wild card. I've never heard of her. Uh, Ostapenko as well, your very favorite. Yeah. Uh, but let's just hold off on her for a little bit. We'll start in the top half of the draw. Like I said, we've got Sevastova. Um, Sersti is in here. Gasparian, one of our favorites, is playing. Siniakova. Uh, Patricia Maria Tig again, back for her second week. And then Potapova, I see down there at the bottom. She's the sixth seed in the bottom of the top half. So. What do you think about this top half? Some fun names up in here. What does your bracket look like? Who comes out? Uh, I made. I did a Latvian bracket. I've got. I got Savasova taking this. I think that they're a very, very uh, nationalistic, proud country, and I think that they'll definitely be giving their all here. So it's kind of nice to have a number one seed in, a, in an international tournament where you do not have to cap motivation. What do you think about her number? I'm seeing four and a half to one on Savasova. Are you going to be backing her up with any capital? Four and a half to one seems about right, don't you think? I kind of agree. I was hoping we could get her maybe five or, or six to one or something like that. Again, I'm looking at bet three six five, so maybe there are some some better numbers. I'm somewhere saying else. plus four fifty on five dimes. Okay, so maybe the market settled there, but I guess you're right. That's probably just about correct. If it was six to one, I think I'd be looking at it. Um, it's it's not too bad of a draw for her. I think you know the toughest match is going to be. That second, or I'm sorry, that third match, she's looking at maybe Barra or Gasparian. If Gasparian's healthy, I don't think she, she is. Um, you know, and then she gets down to those semifinals there. Um, maybe Pisiniakova, maybe Potapova. Either one will be a tough match, but you'd make Savastava a, 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 a pretty decent favorite in both of those matches, right? Definitely. Yeah. So, in the top half, I think you're right. It's it's Savastava or pass. I'm looking here, trying to find Potapova's number. Um, yeah, she's fourteen to one. 
can't have any interest in that knowing she's got a place of Astava Siniakova incredibly talented but you know really up and down she's five to one for some reason that seems that like absolute insanity to me so no outrights for you in this yeah top half. I mean okay I think that there's way more value on Sevastova at four and a half to one than there is at Siniakova at five to one totally agree yeah. um that was the only thing that I was thinking I, I might even end up with some Sevastova we'll see it just I look at this she'll be you know she's I don't have the price it right in front of me, which has got to be a big favorite over She's going to be a favorite every every single... And like a big match. favorite, too. I, I don't think that she's less than minus 200 until she gets the semifinal match. And even then, you got to think that she has a good chance. Um, yeah, you're right. I think even against the, if Gasparian's not hurt, I think that's still even minus 250, minus 275. She's definitely minus 275 against Kirstea if she comes out. Um, Barra would probably be minus 400, so yeah. I mean, I, I guess that number, yeah, that number does seem right. Four and a half to one seems right. Hey, I'll be going back and forth on that one, but I'll, I'll be staying away just for the time being. Let's jump into the bottom half. Your very favorite, Helena Ostapenko, right there, sitting at the top half. She's got Bernarda Pera in the first round. Our champion from last week, Rybakina's in here. Sasnovich, always fun to watch. Um, and all the way down there at the bottom, Caroline Garcia. We're curious to see what kind of tennis she's going to play this week. Yeah, aren't we all? Isn't that pretty much the same thing? Yeah, like Garcia, uh, candy cap on repeat. It's ridiculous. She's just, she's endlessly talented. She can do everything that you would ever want anyone to be able to do on a tennis court, but can never seem to put it together. So another disappointing week for her last week, and her sad season continues. Luckily, she won't have to play Jennifer Brady. But what do you think of the bottom (laughs) half here? Who do you have uh, meeting Sevastova in the final? For my little bracket I filled out, I put Ostapenko, but... Uh, I mean, she kind of got a bad draw here, don't you think? I, mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if she lost her first round match. Para's been playing really well lately. So I've got Para actually winning that match, and that's who I've got yeah. uh, in the final losing to Sevastopol's Para. Oh, okay. Um, do you? Yeah, it's. So do you think Rybakina will be a uh, victim of fatigue here? I do. I, I mean, and I think even if she's not, you look at her number, she's 8 to 1, so the market's already caught way up. There's no value in that yeah. number whatsoever. You know, and thinking about it from that angle, Prepara at fourteen to one, I don't think I even see some value there. She's got Penko in the first round, Rybakina in the second round, Sastovich probably in the third round, and then you know looking at Garcia maybe or you know whoever's playing hot enough. Um, the only other name that I was looking at here, what do you know about Jana Fett? Jana Fett has some really nice clay hold break numbers. Let me just pull up what I'm looking at here. I, you know, I'm seeing a whole IPS? break over. A, it's, it is everything, too. right? A lot of it is yeah. smaller events. She's used to beating up on players well in the lower in ranks. ITS. but yeah, I'll be she looking at her well in that first-round match. Level. Yeah, we'll talk about that, I guess, when we get to Maria. But, yeah, she must be an ITF player. So, any yeah. value from here for you for an outright perspective? I kind of thought all these numbers looked right. I mean, Since Garcia is 7-1. I got a question for you. Bonaventure, give me some numbers on her. Terrible. Are they? Let me, let me double-check, but... Yeah, I mean, her whole break on clay is 96, 97. I guess not yeah. terrible, but certainly not, not very terrible. good. Yeah, I've got whoever not. qualifier number five is picked in my bracket to beat her. So that's yeah, kind of what switch. I think of that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what I think of her. I wish I could take Garcia. She's 7-1 here. God, if you could trust her talent at all, that'd be an incredible number. She should beat Speaking Pliska of which, she kind of got a tough draw too, don't you think? Well, she's got Pliskova the lesser in the first round. Yeah, I don't she think should that's be able an to... easy first-round match. No, it's not, but it's one that Garcia should win, don't you think? Definitely, but, I mean, I'd much rather play qualified number five, I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, Pliskova makes you work, but again, that's a winnable match. Then she's looking at Piquet or a qualifier. No, no yeah. trouble there. She may be looking at another qualifier, maybe Fett, maybe Maria, maybe even Bonaventure. That's nothing until she gets to Para, who um, I think Para beat her last week when they played, but you know should have a chance to beat her maybe in a revenge butt, but can't trust her. So yeah, me, I unfortunately, think this is a total a really stay nice away. Draw, actually, and you said you seen Garcia at seven to one. Yeah. That's what I got again, bet three sixty five. I don't God, have I almost like that just looking at how easy her draw is. I'm not touching I mean, her unless she, she's she double digits. Pliskova, she's in the she's in the semis, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She wins that quarter no problem when she gets past that first round match, I think. Yeah, I might have to add a little Garcia here. All right, so maybe some Garcia then for you at seven one, but I am gonna yeah. unfortunately pass on any outrights here. This is gonna be a fun tournament, but I don't see any value. Anything else on the outright markets before we go into some first round matches? Um, no, I would actually not not played an outright. Penko was twelve to one. Um, Rybakina is eight to one. Like you said, they've already caught up on that. Potapova, I don't want to play for an outright. Parrot fourteen to one isn't bad. I just worry that Rybakina is not necessarily going to be fatigued by the time they meet up. Yeah, it's just a really tough draw. Like we said, that's kind of a murderer's row. Like you said, if Penko comes out playing hot because she's in Latvia, and she will, I mean, you're definitely going to get motivated, motivated Ostapenko here. This is going to be like Wimbledon all over again as far as the level of preparation. So, all right, let's jump into some first round matches. First one I'm seeing here, Anna Bogdan, minus 450 over Delilah Jakupovic. Kind of interested to see Bogdan such a big favorite, but Jakupovic hasn't played well, and Clay isn't her best surface, so yeah. I'd like to take the dog. I think I'm going to pass. What do you think? I originally was going to take Jakupovic, and then I actually looked at her Clay results, and I said, nope, <laughs> this number's right. Totally. Looking at the next match here, Gasparian, a favorite um, over Arena uh, Maria Barra. Barra plus 160. Gasparian minus 225. Now, that is an interesting number. That looks like, you know, we were talking about that spot earlier where, you know, we might ex- just expect Farrah to retire. I wonder if Gasparian's even going to show up and play here. She seemed like she had a pretty bad quad injury last time we saw her. I kind of like the dog here, plus 160. What do you think about this match, Barra Gasparian? I mean, if you're taking the dog there, you're basically taking it off the injury, right? I mean... Hold breaks are pretty close on Clay, but you know again Gasparian coming back over after kind of a long layover is tough to you know, yeah. trust some of her numbers there. She's played well above those, so maybe stay away. But I'm I'm leaning towards maybe the dog there. I wouldn't play Gasparian. I wouldn't lay two to one on a player that we don't know if it's, it's going to be injured or not. So um, yeah, bar or no play. But uh, since I don't really have any information, you know maybe if you you know you're scro- scrolling the social media and you see any. Uh, video or reports of her practicing and you find out she's doing well then get away from Bara you know but you know if you hear that she's maybe didn't didn't practice that well or, or didn't use all of her allotted time because um, that's another way that, that, that they'll find out about the injuries is when players don't use their full allotted time on the practice court um, but that's tough to find yeah, please let us know if you do. Um, yeah. Next next match, Siniakova minus two seventy five against Kalinina. Um, you know, whenever we're playing Siniakova, you pass on her if she's the favorite. You play her if she's the dog. So this sounds yep. like a pass to me. Do you agree? Definitely. 
Tatiana Maria minus 250. Again, almost the same price as Siniakova over Kalinina. Tatiana Maria at minus 250 against Fett, who we mentioned already. She does play generally a lower level of talent, but has a great hold break number. She really beats up those guys that she, that she plays. I've seen a hold break of above 105, whereas Maria on clay, right around 90. So I think I'm going to take the dog here. I think the wrong woman is favored here. This should probably be you know, kind of minus 10 either way, you know, Fett being better on the clay, but Maria being, you know, the, the higher ranked play overall and used to playing the better level of competition. What do you think here? I don't think it's the wrong one favorite, but this is my favorite underdog of all the ones we mentioned so far. So yeah, I, I think I'm definitely going to take that. If you're going to play an underdog in the first round, this is, I think this is the, the best value right here. And I'm clicking to, clicking to see if I'm going to get a number on this at Bovada. They've been really taking their time on these. Nope. Still nothing there. Really, really taking their time on these Jermala numbers. Right, so I'll throw. A, I'll see if Five Dimes has one just for uh, for some interesting sake. We're going to the next match while I find that. And Kita Reina plus two seventy five against Tig, who's minus four hundred. Hard to think that Tig's going to play really well her second week. Um, she's coming off having a child earlier in the year, and we know how tough that can be um, coming back from a conditioning standpoint. So do you think she deserves to be minus 400? I know that Reyna isn't terribly good, but that seems like a very silly number to me. Yes, I do. She's, she's playing, she's in form, and Reyna is not really a WTA-level player. Nah, she's not, and even at those lower levels, not and as just good so as, you as know, I would hope. That number's not up yet, the one that you were looking for in the last match. Okay. Maybe I can find that. You know, Again, I, I like the idea of fading Tig, who's... Hasn't played much tennis and is going to be tough from a conditioning standpoint. But, gosh, you'd really like anybody else but Reyna. Yeah, that's not the right spot for it. Rybakina minus 400 over uh, Jinyun Han. And again, this is the same price as Tig over Reyna, which I find to be odd. But this, this looks about right to me. Rybakina, if she comes and plays her best, should have no trouble here. Will you be parlaying her or staying away? Staying away. I don't like to throw minus 400s in a parlay. Para minus 150 against your girl Ostapenko. You're going to be taking Penko plus 110? Can you believe that Penko's not even favored at home? Wow. How the mighty have fallen. <sighs> Does she play well against lefties? That was the only thing that I was curious about there because, again, you know she's playing at home, um, but Para is a lefty, and we know that can be a struggle. Let me actually just pull up Ostapenko's record here against lefties, but while I looked it up, just, you know, as a fan, as you watch her, does she struggle playing against left-handed players, in your opinion? Off the top of my head, I can't really think that I remember thinking that, you know. So, off the top of my head, I would say no, but I don't have any evidence to, to support that or back that up. I'm flipping through here, you know, looking at her last matches here. Actually, the last four times she played a lefty, the uh, last five times she played a lefty, it was either Buzarnescu or Vondrasova, you know, two and three in those matches. But, you know, again, Vondrasova is one of the better players on tour at this point. So, right. you know, got to think she was favored there. Buzarnescu, maybe she was tight in those matches. One of them was a retirement. But, you know, looking through, and again, unless it's Angelique Kerber, Buzarnescu, Kvitova, or Vondrasova, she doesn't seem to have an issue. And I think everyone has issues with those four women. So right. I don't think it's a left-handed thing, but I, I was curious by that, too. I mean, Para has some better numbers on clay. We've talked ad nauseum this year. Unfortunately for you, about Penko's struggles on the surface, but little value in the dog, maybe. I don't know if I'll grab it, but let's see how she looks in this first I match. I definitely would not play Para because you know she's going to be motivated. Um, you know, this is going to be like 
her Wimbledon all over again. This is going to be one of the biggest tournaments in the year. She's been talking about it since it was announced. Um, so I would not play Para now. I don't know if I'll necessarily say you should back Ostapenko here, but um, if you like Para here, I would almost just say hit the outright. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think that's what you do. If you like Para, actually, if you like either one of them, grab the outright. If Para is 14 to 1, do you have a price on Ostapenko in front of you? 12 to 1. Yeah, just grab whatever. that. That's backwards. So Penko is a dog in the match, but she has a better outright price. That's really interesting. Well, let me see. Uh, let me go back because I've gone to the individual matches. Maybe we have different numbers on Para, but no, I think I remember that Para had one of the most attractive numbers on the futures. Uh, here we go. Yeah, Para's 14 to 1. Ostapenko's 12 to 1. Really interesting. Yeah. All right, that was, I believe, the last... For, oh, no, I got one more. Garcia minus only minus 175 against Pliskova the Lesser. Uh, Pliskova the Lesser, Christina plus 125. I bet there's probably some plus 130s out there. What do you think about this match? You like uh, the dog at all? It sounded like you were warming up to the idea. I think Pliskova is a tough first-round match. I think she plays well on clay. She's got the big first serve that, you know, she can hold her serve if she needs be. And because Garcia is such an unknown... But uh, if she gets past this, she has a nice path. Yeah, I'll be looking so. at maybe some overs there. The line right now, it's a pretty juicy 21.5 on the total, maybe over 2.5 sets there. I think it'll be a tough match, like you said, but hopefully it's the beginning to Garcia find it some form. Definitely. So you don't have a number for Sevastova Flink? Sevastova Flink. I, I do not. Why are you interested in that? Wouldn't Sevastova be a huge favorite there? Yeah, looking I just... for an excuse to take the dog? No, I just saw the number uh, when I was looking through earlier. So just to give you the number, it's minus 440 on five dimes. Yeah, there's nothing you can do with that, but it's, you know, Sevastova's match to lose, I think. Definitely. All right, that's just about all I've got for next week. Anything to add uh, before we wrap it up? Yeah, we want to, as a podcast, we want to send out our respects to Peter McNamara. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. um, Yeah. We found out that he had passed away today. You know, last year we were really excited about his on-court coaching sessions um, with Keon Wang, and it's just really disappointing to hear he was one of our favorites. Uh, we liked the way that he coached, and we liked the way that he dressed. So um, wanted to give our <laughs> condolences to uh, one Peter McNamara. Yeah, our very best to his and uh, his family. That's some really sad news. We were wondering, you know, why he broke up his relationship with Wong last year, but you know, gotta wonder if it was health related. So, our yeah. very, our condolences goes out to him, and um, thank you for bringing that up. But you know, thank you everybody else for listening. You know, be sure to give us um, a rating and review. We really appreciate that. Tell all your friends. Make sure they subscribe and download, even if they don't feel like listening. Um, you know, especially if you won some money the last few weeks with some of these outrights. So, give us some love. Have a great week. Good luck in all your wagers.